Hello, my wonderful brothers and sisters, and for anyone else who is new tuning in to our Tuesday night reflection today, you are welcome wherever you are. Um, today, I'm going to bring a very short reflection from Matthew chapter 21, verses 12 to 14, a very well-known passage or well-known story where Jesus uh, cleanses the temple. So let me just read for you now. So from verses 12, it says, and Jesus entered the temple and drove out all those who sold and bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. He said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you have made it into a den of thieves. So I don't know about you, but I have to admit something about myself. I'm someone who has no ambition to clear away the junk that I've built over the last couple of years. I'm someone who seems to always keep my junk around me and uh, in the loft or in the garage now. Uh, I have no ambition to clear out my junk. It stays there for years and years and years and it's normally random things that I'm probably never going to use. But I've been better. I, I've got a lot better because I used to be a lot worse. I used to have junk in my house. I used to have things that were no, not really, yeah, not useful for me in the house. I used to have junk that I was never gonna use inside the house and it would take up a lot of space. And then when I have found things that are useful that need to be placed in the house, I have nowhere to place them because the junk is, is taken over. And I, yeah, I am getting a bit better with that, but I'm sure there are many people in my position as well where you go to your loft and you go to your garage and you realize there's so much junk and it just overwhelms you when you see how much junk is there and you have no ambition to clear it for the next five, six, 10, 20 odd years. But having a fiance who is addicted to cleaning, um, who is, yeah, very much against clutter has been very useful um, during this season of my life. And, and we are planning on getting married, my, my fiance and I, Jemima, we're planning on getting married and she's been to the house a couple of times and she's already has her, she already has her vision of what the house should look like. She really has my, my to-do list of things I need to get rid of, things I need to get. She, you know, she's a very visionary person who has an idea of what the house should look like. And one place that she keeps telling me to sort out is the garage. There is a big garage here and there is a lot of junk in the garage and she's always encouraged me please can you clear the garage please can you clear the, clear the garage because there's some things in the house that need to go in the garage but there's no space because it's all filled up and of course i have no ambition so it never gets done so i went on holiday recently um to cornwall and um allowed um, jemima and her sister to house sit and when I got back, to my surprise, I opened up the garage and I realized that something is different here. And, and having a further look, I realized that a lot of my junk has been thrown away or is missing. A lot of my junk. I approached her and her and her sister had spent some time to clear out the garage. And must, I must say it was beautiful. There was a lot of space. But there was a bit of frustration because I still felt like there was some junk I wanted to hold on to. There's some things that possibly one day I could use or would use or someone else can use. But it was all thrown away. She had cleared it. She had enough of my nonsense of saying I was going to do it. She came and she sorted it all out. And I must say, it was 
a good purpose, a good reason uh, why she did that. And I am benefiting from that right now, from, from clearing out all my junk. Now, as I was reflecting on this story, this made me think about our passage today in Matthew 21 verses 12 onwards. This famous story that I'm sure you're all well, you all know, Jesus cleanses the temple. Uh, and it seems that there's something similar, but something different happening in this particular passage of Jesus cleansing the temple. And there seems to be three accounts of this. One in Matthew, our passage today, uh, one in Mark and one in John. But there's probably two occasions where Jesus had to cleanse the temple. And what seems to be happening now is that there are people who are taking over the Gentile space of worship. Now, the Gentiles were never allowed inside the inner courts of the temple. They were only allowed in the outer courts and Gentiles were non-Jewish people. And the temple was built in a, in a place where, in a way that there was holy places, there were sacred places that sometimes only the priest could enter, where they believed that God's presence would come and dwell for a, a period of time. There was only certain people who were allowed in those places and then there was a, the inner courts and there was other courts as well. But in the outer courts, the Gentiles were allowed. They weren't allowed inside the inner courts. And this was their only place to, to worship and their only place to pray to God. But for some reason, it was being used for extortion. It was being used for people to buy and sell. And it wasn't being used for its actual purpose. There was a lot of junk in this outer courts that Jesus recognizes. So Jesus comes into the temple expecting it to, to be a place of prayer. What is what is meant to be a place of holiness, a place where people are, are seeking after God. But Jesus comes in and he sees that there is so much junk. There's so much wrongdoings. There's so much junk that is filling up the temple and isn't being used for his rightful purpose. That's why Jesus states that uh, where he also quotes from um, Isaiah chapter 56 verses 7. And Jesus says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. But what have they turned it into? They've turned it into a den of thief. And this is one of the passages which is quite exciting. If you've ever seen a movie, uh, a scene of this, we see that Jesus has this anger and he flips the tables and he drives the people out. Those who are buying, those who are selling were all in the wrong. He, he drives them out and he cleanses the temple. Now, we're not sure uh, if the people, you know, remain that way or if they probably overturned the tables and boil it back and continued selling. I mean, he had to do this in two occasions, so it probably indicates that they, they did go back into their old ways. But Jesus made it a very powerful statement here. This is a place where there's a, a temple which is for prayer, which is dedicated for prayer and for worship, but they have turned it into a den of thief. They had allowed junk to be placed inside a holy temple. Now, when I was thinking about this passage, I was thinking about the application. How do I apply this passage to my own life? I mean, as Christians, we don't really recognize temples as holy. We don't recognize temples like how the Jewish people in, in Jesus' day would have recognized a temple where God's presence and uh, his power and his glory will come upon the temple where we take goats and, and lambs and all sorts of animal sacrifices. We don't, we don't recognize the temple in that way. 
But I remembered in First in Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 to 17, where Paul writes something very powerful that I think we can apply to our lives today. He says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is scared and you together are that temple. So this made me think if Jesus, when he was physically on earth, he drove out the people from the temple who were extorting people, who were using the temple for, for wrong purposes. If he was able to drive those people out and, and clear his temple, clear the temple from its junk. I believe that Jesus wants to do that with us as well. I believe that Jesus wants to cleanse, cleanse off of the junk that's in our lives. I believe that Jesus wants to cleanse the church of the junk that has crept inside of the church. I believe that Jesus wants to replace the junk with what is good. And I believe that is more and more of himself. He was physically on earth. He cleansed the temple. But now we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus wants to keep on cleansing us. For all those junks that's in our lives, he wants to cleanse it and replace it for what? Is good because as human beings we have the tendency to hold on to junk and accumulate junk over our lives physically and spiritually like myself i have junk in my garage that shouldn't be there and there's also junk in my life that shouldn't be there as well but as human beings we have the tendency to gather junk things that we hold on to that isn't quite right things that need to be replaced for what is good Jesus wants to cleanse the junk. He sees how precious we are. The temple of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives in us. And it's a junk that Jesus wants to cleanse from our lives. So as we reflect, as we think, as we go about our week, I want us to reflect on this passage. And I want you to try and recognize the junk that may be in your life. Things that are not good, things that are not beneficial, things that are not useful in your life that you need to let go of and allow Jesus to cleanse, to cleanse us so that we can have this right standing before him. To cleanse us from all our unrighteousness, all the things that are junk and are not useful in our lives so that we can be pleasing in his sight. What is the junk that Jesus needs to cleanse in your life? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your passage. We thank you for your actions, Lord, that you took in Matthew chapter 21, verses 12. We thank you, Lord, that you have a, a deep passion for us. You have a deep love for us, Lord. And I thank you, Lord, that you want to cleanse all the junk that's in our lives currently. All the things that don't please you. All the things that are not useful and not beneficial in our lives and also in our churches. And we just pray that this week, Lord, we can recognize these junks and you begin to cleanse us so that we can be this holy temple that the Holy Spirit lives in us. Lord, we just pray, Lord, you will cleanse us from all our unrighteousness so that we can be pleasing in your sight. In your name I pray. Amen. God bless.